So ChatGPT is really a hot topic these days, huh? I've been seeing countless posts on LinkedIn about it, people kind of posing questions in their networks about how it's going to frame corporate world as we know it, if it's going to replace certain jobs, specifically marketing. Now, I mean, I am a big fan of open AI technology. I think it's very useful in a lot of ways. It's very futuristic. Um, is it humanistic enough to replace an actual human? In my opinion, no. But at the same time, I do find it very intellectually stimulating and helpful in a lot of ways. So, you know, I was talking with my husband about it about a week and a half ago or so. And um, he was showing me a bunch of TikToks. We're super into TikTok in this house, by the way. So he was showing me a bunch of them, you know, asking different questions, you know, different commands, different responses that were being churned out. So I decided to give it a go on my own. I was thinking of general things at first. So I asked, give me ideas for a one-year-old girl's first birthday party. And it immediately spit out like a list of 10 to 15 different themes, which of course I could have searched for on Pinterest. I could have Googled. It would have taken me, you know, a couple keystrokes. But at the same time, it was this nice curated list of different themes that were pretty much hot themes considering I just threw my daughter's first birthday party in early November that could have been translated. So, you know, pretty cool if you have a mental block and you need a little help. I asked for top 10 chicken dishes that I can make in my crock pot tonight. Same thing. Gave me a list of recipes. I could have gone on Delish. I could have Googled. But at the same time, you know, it's nice to just get a list at your fingertips. It really plays into the concept of instant gratification that we millennials just, you know, soak up like sponges. So of course I'm going to love getting this kind kind of information reiterated so quickly in a matter of seconds, right? Then lastly, I asked to generate marketing campaign ideas for a technology company. And I have to say, you know, as somebody that's had 10 plus years experience as a marketer, most recently, my tenure has been at fintech companies. The ideas that ChatGPT gave were pretty generic in my mind. So, you know, encouraging the development of multi-touch campaigns, utilizing email, direct mail, different different channels, um, omni-channel development for different things. You know, kind of marketing 101 in my mind that if if you've kind of been there, done that, nothing super influential or knew that made me think. So from a career perspective, I was kind of like, all right. And then, you know, my favorite one was translate the Declaration of Independence into Spanish. Um, not that any of you would know this, except my immediate family, but I was a Spanish language and literature minor in college. So back in the day, um, really 10 years ago, I was speaking Spanish fluently. I was reading and writing fluently and it was awesome. And I wish I could still do it. But the fact of the matter is if you're not conversing or reading it every single day, um, you know, native, native or learned proficiency is just going to drop off. But anyway, I mean, ChatGPT literally translated this influential American 
American history document into this language in, in seconds, which was pretty cool. I mean, as far as accuracy goes, it's probably the same level as Google Translate, which kind of sucks here and there. So I wouldn't completely trust it. But at the same time, I mean, kind of cool. And I can understand why teachers in New York City are trying to have it blocked because it does really help with essay writing. But my favorite, favorite command that I gave ChatGPT and the response that I got was write an article for me about being a working mom. And I feel like for me, when I was pregnant, there was so much negativity in the media revolving around being a working mom. Like, I mean, it stressed me out beyond belief. I would lay awake at night thinking, how the hell am I going to do this? When at one time I did feel confident. It's like, to me, I equated it reading about the pandemic, like when we were in the thick of COVID and another article would come about, about a variant. And if you're like me, I would read something like that. And I would be like, holy shit, here we go again. When I felt okay about where things were going and how I kind of fit into this, you know, pandemic mix, I would read something like that and it would set me off again. So that's exactly how I felt when I would read these working mom articles. Like, all right, Steph, you got this. Like I give myself a little pep talk, like you're going to be fine. You can balance both. And then I'd read something that would like shatter my world again. I'm like, okay, I just really need to stay off. I hit all of those, you know, motherly, all of those accounts on Instagram and Facebook, because they were almost too real for me to the, ex to the extent that, the benefits of reading about it dis completely dissipated for me. Anyway, I just went off on a tangent, but back to ChatGPT. This is what my little friend wrote. Being a working mom can be a rewarding but also a challenging experience. On one hand, it allows mothers to pursue their careers and provide financial stability for their families. On the other hand, it can be difficult to balance the demands of work and motherhood, and there is often a societal pressure for mothers to prioritize their families over their careers. One of the biggest challenges of being a working mom is finding a healthy work-life balance. It can be difficult to find time for both career advancement and family responsibilities, and working moms may feel like they are constantly juggling multiple tasks. To find a balance, it can be helpful to set clear boundaries, communicate with your employer about your needs, and make time for self-care. Oh, self-care. There it goes again. I hate that word. Another challenge of being a working mom is combating the stigma and stereotypes that still persist about mothers and their roles in the workplace. Some people may believe that mothers are not as dedicated or competent as their childless counterparts, and working moms may face discrimination or bias. It is important for mothers to advocate for themselves and their careers and to seek support from other working moms or professional organizations. Despite these challenges, being a working mom can also bring a sense of accomplishment and personal fulfillment. It allows mothers to model for their children the importance of education, hard work, and financial independence. It can also provide a sense of purpose and identity outside of the role of motherhood. In conclusion, being a working mom is a complex and multifaceted experience that requires a strong support system, clear communication, and self-care. Oh, come on. While it can be challenging, it can also be rewarding, and it is important for mothers to prioritize their own needs and goals in addition to those of their families. I mean, damn, ChatGPT is just so smart, right? I mean, I personally look at it as SEO on steroids, so... This is really a textbook response, in my opinion. But if you think about it, this is ChatGPT sources all of this information from, you know, simple Google searches, what people are looking for, 
articles that are written about working motherhood and just aggregating that kind of data in a, in a matter of seconds really paints a clear picture of what it's like. And it's crazy to me. And it's 2023 and all of these biases still exist. And it's, it's just wild because I feel like we as professional mothers have really tried our best to combat all of these stigmas, all the biases, the discrimination, and it, it will probably always exist to some degree just because it will. And I know that sounds so ambiguous of me to say, but I really feel like there's always going to be people out there. And I mean, I, I'm sure women too, women who are not mothers feel the same way that they warrant higher roles. They have more time, dedication, mental stamina. Um, but many male leaders in my years are archaic in their school of thought. They look at like pregnancy, breastfeeding, and motherhood like a disease. And where some really don't think that and celebrate pregnancy, I mean, it's a fact of life for about 10 months. You know, we as women have to prioritize the care and keeping of our baby while working at the same time, you know, ugh, being tired, nauseous starving, running to the bathroom every 30 seconds. I mean, it's a real trip. So yes, like, are we, are we occupied a little bit more than we normally would be? And then once we have children, are they always on our mind? Yes. But at the same time, I mean, there are so many women out there that can counterbalance both. I mean, I would say women as a whole, that's how we're wired. We are wired to be these multitasking machines. And I'm not talking like jack of all trades here. I'm talking about being able to carefully, separate what we need to focus on when. And like I said previously, I mean, these worlds blend constantly. It's, they're not, it's not black and white. It's a constant gray area, but at the same time, I mean, we can do both. So I, I would say chat GPT was pretty, pretty spot on with, with the response, but it is kind of crazy that in this day and age, this, we are still talking about this. and. I'm laughing because, you know, my dad told me a story, um, you know, 20 years ago or so when he was doing some hiring, his boss had told him, you know, try to stay away from hiring women in their childbearing years because, you know, they could dip out. They would go on maternity leave. They would come back. Um, it would leave a little bit of a hole in the organization. And obviously, you know, that's going to take time, money, manpower to train somebody else, get get a replacement in there, whether it's a contract or having somebody fill in the gap, you know, for the maternity leave period. I get it. But at the same time, it's so funny because like these men are married to women who have birthed their children. And if their wives were, wanted to climb the ladder in their careers or go for a promotion, while being pregnant or, you know, freshly back to work after maternity leave, they would probably support them. So it's kind of this paradoxical riddle that always exists in my mind. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's really funny to see how even ChatGPT knows how difficult our jobs are. And it's because we have two full-time jobs, one of which we get monetarily compensated for. Um, if I got paid for picking puffs out of the carpet and changing dirty diapers and uh, I don't know, reading books and picking up toys and 
all of that, I'd be getting paid two hefty salaries and I could retire probably at 35. As you all could, I solidarity moms, but I know dads pick up, pick up the slack too in that sense. So I'm not meaning to come across any sort of way, but I would say in closing, we have to keep combating the stigma and the stereotypes because they really do persist. And maybe 2023 is the year where we really pave the way where pregnancy isn't looked at as some kind of inhibitor for business to move forward. And we companies will dole out promotions or raises or things like that while a woman is pregnant. I mean, that to me speaks volumes because look at what we're doing. We're creating a life and we're still carrying on with our day to day. And it's pretty amazing.